This is the Break Free Podcast with Ashley Winston, where we talk about all things faith, business, and life. Ashley Winston is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, international speaker, author, and business advisor. Today's episode is a break-free throwback. Let's join her as she begins. Desiree Hall from Marrying Millions, which is one of Lifetime's hit reality series out right now. I just want to jump right on in. I have so many questions I want to ask you about your journey, about entertainment, just about your life. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay, so Marrying Millions is about money and relationships, right? And on this show, one person has money and one person does not have money, right, on the show. So which, I know, I'm just pointing out there. So which person are you? You got the money or you don't got the money, girl? Well, you know what? (laughs) I'm rich in the kingdom, okay? Come on, in Jesus' name. He did say he'll give you the, he's giving you the power to get wealth, amen? Wealth and riches are in your home. But on the show... So he has the money. Rodney has the money. Yes. Rodney has the money, right? Okay, yeah, I know. I, I kind of did my research last night. I was kind of doing like a binge watch myself. So how does your relationship with Rodney start? Okay, well, I was dating Rodney for two years at that time. 11-11-20 makes three years. I just want to put it out there. Three years now. We just had wow. an anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah. Happy anniversary. So he was keeping me this big secret. And the excuse that he gave me was that it would affect his business because most of his clients were women, you know, they drank wine. And so I was like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm a new Wait, hold on. Tonight. They drank wine. Wait, what is, what, because you're a Christian or what? How does that, how does that play a role? He was saying that he didn't want me to mess up his business affairs because he started dating me. So as long as women think that he's single and he's, you know, up for grabs and he's, you know, a millionaire a entrepreneur, they were like buying his products because of that. So he didn't want me to mess that up, not knowing where our relationship was going to go. Like a year went by and I said, wait a minute, I didn't even meet your mom. I didn't meet him and your friends. I Bro, didn't you didn't meet, meet his mother. No, I had, I didn't even meet a roach. Trust me. When I went to. <laughs> you didn't, right, you didn't meet nobody. Okay. Nobody. When I went to, whenever I flew in to DC, it was just always very quiet. Everything was pristine and clean. Cause he has, he does have, you know, maids right. and chefs. And stuff like that. So everything is just, immaculate. So we would travel around the world. I mean, I didn't get any clues. We went to Paris, we went to Spain. I mean, we really, you know, we really like delved into this relationship. So I'm just like behind closed doors, you're saying you want me to be your wife. You never had a woman who said that she was saving herself into to marriage. She was, he was like, you're really different. You're really the real deal. You know, and at first I didn't know he was a millionaire. I didn't know that, you know, so he didn't disclose. How how did you meet him? How did you meet him? Okay, well, I met him through a mutual friend in my build, the building that I live in. We were just crossing paths in the hallway. So she made the introduction, and it was history from there. So you didn't even know he had money at the time. So you really liked him for him. Yes, I did. Wow. Okay, so let me ask you this, Desiree, because there are so many women who are listening to this podcast right now, and they're in a relationship, and they are a secret, or they've been a secret. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How did you deal with that because i don't know if i would have been able to deal with that for two years and did not meet his mama nobody why did you stay in there so long what was it about it like how did you especially being a woman of god right yeah okay you know yes. we always trying to seek god on what to do so i go to god for everything yeah. i learned that as, along the way at first i you know when i was younger i didn't do that 
that we have to put him first and we have to seek him in all things. That's, That's Matthew 6.33. For those of you listening, seek ye first the kingdom of God, his way of doing things, and all other things shall be added, okay? Because all things are going to work out for God's good in the end. So I, if I really believe that and I really believe in God and what he's saying, I have to follow and apply that to my to my life. When I was young, I used to add my friends and I said, what do you think about this? What do you think about him? I stopped doing that. I rely on God. I was asking God through this. I was like, God, well, you know, you know, I've been praying for a husband. You know, I have a laundry list of things that I want. Okay, <laughs> laundry list. My, it was like, check, check, check. You know, going down a list, you know, he was mild-mannered. I'm a survivor of domestic violence. I was married twice before. He was just so, no matter what I threw at him, it's like he would come back and it would matter to him. And he was really listening. You know, he lets me know where he's going. He doesn't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? I, I allow him to do pop-ups. He allows me to do pop-ups at his house. No man really does that. You know okay, what I'm saying? Pop so I'm, right. Pop-ups are not popular. Hello. You know, we're not keeping secrets. You know, at least I thought. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, Rodney, something's not right. I'm like, we, we are already a year and a half in, and you don't want me to meet anybody? Right, because you then, hadn't met anybody by that point, right? Nobody. Nobody. I mean, nada. Like I said, not even a roach. You know not what I'm saying? Not even a roach. Nobody. Just something is just as something's not right. So I said, God, you you see what's going on. So when I saw the casting, one person who's rich, one person who's not, come on the show. We would like to speak to you. I right. was like, oh, yeah. I'm definitely applying to this. I was okay. like, this right. This is the answer. This right. Is the answer. This is on the laundry list. Money is on the laundry list. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, wait a minute. I said, God, so this is it. If he's serious about marrying me, now he's going to come on the show. If he's not going to come on, willing to come on the show, I know this man it's is a playing game. It's a wrap and it's over, you know? So when he agreed, I, I called him, I said, Rodney, I just saw this casting for the show and I just wanted to know, um, would you be willing to go on a show with me? He was like, well, what's, what's, what's the show about? Tell me what the show is about. And I was like, well, it's about people that want to get married. And I was like, you talked about marriage. And I was like, so one person's rich, one person's not. I said, I feel that it's a great fit for us. So I was like, you did talk about marrying me. We might as well do this. Actually, he was like, yeah, of course. I'm going to marry you. So I'm wow. going to show up. Well, I know, I know you were so happy. Because what a way to tell the world, right, about your relationship than on national TV. I knew I couldn't be a secret anymore. So yeah. that part was like, it was like a brother. Right. Right. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you were so happy. Oh, my gosh. I love this story. How exciting. Um, and I love that you didn't know you had money before. And then he agreed. And I love that you sought God. Let me ask, were there people who kind of gave you some backlash or going on a show to marry a millionaire and, you know, all that type of stuff? I mean, you know, of course, we have our haters. Girl. We have some... Yeah, I mean, so many things. They're saying, well, if you was a Christian, you wouldn't dress like that. You wouldn't Hello. say certain things. Christians, we're always work in progress, okay? Amen. I'm not perfect. I don't pro profess to be perfect. And that's what's wrong with Christians. We're making it too hard for other people to come in because it's not, Christianity is not a thing where you have to be accepted. God accepts everyone just like yeah, amen. We have to learn to accept everyone, whether good, bad, or different, whether we agree or disagree. That's what being a Christian is, to show you yeah. that I can love you with agape love no matter what. No, absolutely. We have to love everybody, right? It says that, right, the Bible says that they'll know us by our love, right? And I think that it's also important to, to give people space and opportunity to grow, grow publicly. Like you said, we're all a work in progress. And so we're working daily, right? Becoming more and more yeah. like Christ each and every day. And so that's a great answer. Um, and I just want to say one other thing. I It's not my job to judge. God says judge ye yeah. not. 
God is judging you. So the proper thing for me to do, if I see someone who's not acting, acting in accordance with God, I have to pray for you. I have to pray for God to change your heart, your mind, and your soul and make you more like Christ. Just like I pray that prayer for myself every day. No, that's good, Desiree. You know what I like to say is like, we're not the enforcer, right? The Holy Spirit is the enforcer. We're not the one, right, pushing people, right, into the, we, uh, love draws, right? Yeah. So you can draw people with your love, but absolutely, we're not the ones forcing people to be a certain type of way. I love, what a great answer. So you've been dating Rodney for three years, right? Total now, okay? And you guys are engaged now, but you haven't had the wedding yet, right? That's correct. So yeah. when's the wedding? Well, you're going to have to watch this. I know. I knew you weren't going to tell me. I had to ask you anyway. I thought you were going to tell us on the Break Free podcast, but I know it's okay. It's coming. We got to keep watching. We got to keep watching. Okay. So um, I know that, you know, you're a Christian and on the show, you talked about how you don't believe in having sex before marriage, right? People have mixed feelings about this, right? I believe I'm with you, right? No sex before marriage. But let me ask you, being in entertainment and dating somebody on national TV, somebody like Rodney, who pretty much has it all, I know that there's some conflict around this issue and topic. So how have you been able to stay, you know, keep it together, keep it out the community, keep it out the bedroom, okay? And how has that been for Rodney? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, it has had its ups and downs because we are, you know, human beings, you know, we are yeah. a flesh and it's just like, sometimes it's been so heated to where I have to say, you know, Rodney, you know, I'm going to my room, you know, because we, we have to take a cold shower, whatever, and let's be group, let's meet up in an hour or later or whatever, but I'm right. going to take a shower, you know, so it's really not easy. But it's something that I do pray on as well. I ask God to like to suppress those feelings until that time. And I pray the same over him. So this is what I told God. I said, God, I'm removing myself from the equation. I'm praying to you, so it's all on you. <laughs> That's what I do. Right. You, right. Put it in his hands, okay? And just do your part. Okay, so now yeah. I have to ask you something. I know it's kind of sensitive, right? But I know on the show, Rodney cheated, right? So how I know, and I know, I know that was extremely painful and probably extremely... um just heartbreaking, especially being on the show and everything like that. Right. So I know there's, there are women who are listening, who are waiting, um, to have sex before marriage. You maybe give experience something like that, or women who are listening where their husband is cheated. Okay. And they're in a relationship already having sex or whatever the case might be. What would you say to those women? And how were you able to, I guess, overcome that and stay in the relationship? Okay, well, for me, the first thing that I thought about was the story of Hosea in the Bible. And if God could tell Hosea to go, you know, and Mm -hmm. marry a prostitute, have children, she went back into prostitution and he told her to take her back. If that's a lesson for me, you know, Mm -hmm. if God can say that, that's a lesson of forgiveness. So I, again, went back to the word, what I know. Mm -hmm. And, And I was looking for answers. I sought my answers with God and I got them. That's why I know where to go when problems arise in my life. Yes. I have a book that I can seek answers from. Everything that we need is right there in that book. So I, that's what I did. I said, God, you know, I know this story or whatever. And I just went back and I read that story. And I was like, you know what? If God could forgive me for all the things that I've done, okay. surely, you know what I said? I have to have forgiveness. And that's why we're here to show Christianity what it's really about. You right. know, so it was like, 
we not we are, we can't just talk the talk. We have to walk the walk. Right. So, we have to both. Exactly. If this is my testimony and my testament with God and to get into heaven, I'm going to pass it with flying covers because I, I call it, I forgive that man. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this. So uh, what I love, what I hear you saying is that you sought God for yourself and God spoke to you through his word. And so you need to stay right and keep going. But I just want to put this in context with your other relationship or your before, right? I know you um, are a survivor of domestic abuse, right? And I know there are some women listening who are in those relationships as well. How did you know the difference? Because there are women who are in abusive relationships, right? And they're thinking what you just said about the Hosea story. I'm just going to keep forgiving and forgiving and forgiving and forget. I know, right? But, I, but you know this is out here. You know this is happening, right? Right? And so I want to know how you were able to discern, hey, I need to get out of this. This is not healthy for me. And then end up in a different relationship where you were able to say, okay, this happened, but I'm going to stay. This is a great question. Okay, great. I'm so, every woman needs to hear this. God is love. God is your father. God would never hurt you. God would never do anything to cause you pain. So if you have a man who's hitting on you, who's beating on you, who's telling you horrible things that just hurt your heart and hurt your Holy Spirit, demeaning things to break your character, to break you down, that's not a man of God. I'm sorry. It's, it's not. And God doesn't want you to say, a lot of times we blame God and we say, oh, well, I'm married to him. So did you ask God for that man? Did you pray and hear, get an answer? From the from beginning, God? right? Right. Did you let from God in? I agree with you. From, did you let him in from the beginning? You can't go on, go in the world and go of the world and say, oh, I like him. Oh, he's cute. I'm going to marry him. You, that was you. That was all you. But then when things start to turn bad, then it's God. Oh, my God. Why? No, you can't yeah. do that. That's not, that's not fair that's, to that's God. You do too. Exactly. You know, so I would say with that, we've been tricked out of our inheritance. We were all born with an inheritance. Right. It's the devil's job to trick us out of it. So if you went that route and you let him trick you out of your true husband, like the woman at the well, God, Jesus said you had five husbands and none of them were, your were yours. Okay. Not a single one. You know, I think this is great because what you're leading people back to, and I understand we all have to work out and um, walk out our own individual path. Right. But what I love that I keep hearing you say though, is that you went back to God and sought God for yourself. And then whatever he revealed to you, you obeyed and walked it out. And I think we make that sound so simple, but really that's just obedience. Right. And that's so important to you being able to have the outcome. You have to hear from God yourself on what he's saying, you know, leave or stay, because I'm sure there's a testimony somewhere where somebody did have a husband that was abusive and he changed. I'm certain we can find a story like that somewhere. Right. So, but what I love that I hear you saying again, is that you you're seeking God for yourself to know the truth concerning your life. And I think that's important. Sometimes we, we go to God and we're, we're seeking him, but we don't like who he tells us, right? Exactly. Sometimes he tells us to leave and we still want to stay. Sometimes exactly. he's to stay and we're ready to go, you know? Exactly. So I think that's what I'm taking and pulling from what you're saying. But I just want to reiterate to our listeners. It's so important to seek God for yourself. And then how did, how were you able to get out of that abusive relationship? Like, do you mind sharing a little bit um, about, you know, what happened and how you were able to break free? Okay. Well, I, I've been in a couple of abusive relationships, that, not just one. So I, 
my first husband, he broke my nose in the hospital. While I was a New York City police officer, he did this. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. So with my in my second marriage, I asked him, I said, so just give me a divorce. I don't, I don't want anything. And I promise you, I will go and stay into a shelter. The day that he signed on, he was like, Des, you ain't going to do that. You're not giving up all of this and everything. You, you know, you're not going to do that. Yeah. I was like, please, just give me a divorce. The day that he signed on a dotted line, I put my, um, whatever, like, whatever, I could put my car. I left. And yes, I did go and stay into a shelter. I stepped out on faith, knowing who God is. God is just me and you. Wherever you take me, I'm a vessel. Just right. I'm just flow. Yeah. And I mean, it was very, very interesting. I mean, that's a whole nother story and a whole nother yeah. testament, testimony. God just fed me, fed me, fed me, fed me. So some great things are getting ready to transpire in my life. Behind me being in a valley in that time, I'm yes. telling you, for seven years, I lived with Satan. You would not believe it. And oh, I believe it, girl, because I got a testimony. <laughs> go read the Break Free book. It'll let you know, okay? Yeah. No, but I no, I, I really do understand and relate to what you're saying. And I'm so glad that you came out of that relationship or those relationships. And now you're able to um, speak your truth, tell your testimony, and help other people break free in those same areas. Okay. So... Rodney proposed to you, I think on, uh, I think maybe episode nine or 10, right? He, he proposed to you and I, I saw that moment, right? You were super excited, but you had a little doubt. You were a little, you asked him a couple questions before you gave him that. Yes. Girl, how did you say yes? Knowing that he had just cheated on you. That's what I want to know. I know a lot of people in that situation, even though you had been dating him for like a year and a half, that was rough. I mean, even while he was on his knee, you were asking him questions. <laughs> I was watching, girl. I was watching. And that's the first time to me, like, he really looked sincere. And, like, I really, because I wanted to know. I don't want to, I don't want you just proposing to me if you don't really mean it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's why I just couldn't say yes immediately. My mind was like, wait a minute, you know, like, is what is his real intentions behind us? Like, is he just, you know, doing this to get me back? So I had to ask those questions, you know, and I know a lot of people probably was like saying, oh, she should just say yes or whatever. No, I need to know what I'm getting mm -hmm. into. Okay. So I need to, I needed to know at that point in time, how his mindset, you know, what, what was going on in his, his head. So if you would have said no to any one of those questions, like, oh, well, I'm not sure right. I, I would have never gotten engaged, you know? So yeah, but he, he answered all the right he gave me all the right answers, put it that way. So I was happy in a way, but then I still was like a little bit hesitant, but I, I was fighting for this for so long. So I was just like, you know what? I was just in a moment, my hormones, everything. I was just like, okay, yes. Right. I know. I saw you. That was good. So you were listening. I get it. So you were, you were, you were discerning. You were, you were discerning. You were asking the right questions and you were discerning to see if he was really legit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, that's good. I love it. So he, you live in Hollywood. He lives in D.C., right? Yeah. So how do you guys make that work? Is he just sending a private jet? I mean, what's happening? I mean, how are you going back and forth? <laughs> oh, my God. So I mean, he's just so amazing because it's just like living the life with him is like everything's possible. So even if I just say, I miss you, babe, he was like, you know what? Get on a flight. You don't got to pack anything, whatever. You know, we'll go shopping when you get here. And I love that life. I love being able to do whatever you want whenever you, whenever you, you want to do like it. it. Yeah. That's real yeah. freedom. Freedom. Yeah. So it's like, that's how we manage this relationship because money's not an option. I mean, it's not an object. Yeah. So it gives you the freedom to 
do whatever, whatever you want, basically. So you can shop till you drop. You can, you got right. a black okay. <laughs> Right. Okay. Ball out. Ball out. Right. <laughs> I get it. So right. we might be in Paris one, you know, one week or the next week we might be in Germany, you know, handling some of his wine business or whatever. So it's a, it's a, it's a really nice life. I've been truly blessed. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, that sounds amazing, by the way. And um, how have you, what have been some of your challenges of transitioning into this life? Um, and also, in addition to that, I know that you you guys are the first black couple on um, Marrying Millions, right? Lifetime's hit series. How are you able, like how, just tell me a bit more about that. Like some of your challenges, you know, whatever you want to share. It's been very rewarding because like I said, we were the first couple, the first black African-American couple, however people want to say it. <laughs> so it's been rewarding because I want people to see real love. We get a chance to portray that, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because that's how I am. I keep it too real, you know, and a lot of people don't like that, but I could just only be Desiree. That's all I know how to be. <laughs> so it's just like, it gives me an opportunity to show God and who, who God is. Like I said, nobody's perfect. You know, I know I'm not, but I get to show people on, on television, like my walk with God and my relationship and what I, what I want the outcome to be like. I want to, you know, I want a God fearing man who loves God more than he loves himself. And that way he's going to treat me Christ-like. And in return, I'm going to treat him Christ-like. So it, it would have to work, but we have to put, we have to put God first and then we come second and we have to under, understand that. So my big yeah. <laughs> so no, that's good. So you don't really feel like you've had a lot of challenges. You just feel like this has really been a massive blessing um, for you. And it's given you an opportunity to create that opportunity for other people in the future. And also gives you an opportunity to share your faith essentially with the world. And the thing about it, I didn't even know they were going to allow me to be me and share my faith and talk about God on the show. I had to go home and cry after the first taping because they let me talk about God. And I love God. That, that's what I'm about. Right, because you're so, really about that. Yeah, so I got on my knees and I cried. I said, God, I had no idea you were bringing me on a show where I could represent you. It was just so touching for me. Just, not, I mean, so touching. You know, people don't understand God is real. And I'm elated to have this opportunity to share who he is and how he works in my life. Like I said, I have a testimony that people would not believe, you know, and I want to share that. My life hasn't always been perfect. You know, it hasn't. And I don't want people to think it has been that way. But like you go through trials, you go through, through tribulations. But if you seek God, God never, never ever leaves us or forsake us. We leave him. And that's where the problems arise. That was, so that's when Satan is allowed to seep in. So I want the world to know this. You know, we have a God who loves us, who will do anything for us. But they're, they're like any organization, you have a chain of command. You have to follow in that chain of command in order to reap, reap the benefits. So that's all I want to say. I love God. Oh, yeah. I love you, Lord. No, it shows. Thank you for sharing that. I know so many people can relate to that. And I know that's touching the hearts of many of the people listening right now. And um, I just love that because I see even in, in sitting with you today that God is gave you an opportunity, probably not what you originally thought, right? Those years of grinding and right acting and auditioning that this would be the open door for you. But it in fact is and has been, and it's drastically, and correct me if I'm wrong, but drastically changing your life. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's a blessing. And it's well, everything that I am is because of him. 
And that's what is all coming full circle. So that's what overwhelms me sometimes because I pray for this. I said, God, I want to be able to showcase you and who you are. When I'm on that screen, I want people to see you, not me. Tell the listeners how they can find you on social media. At the symbol, <laughs> D-E-S-I-R-Y-H-A-L-L. And please, everybody, pray. If you don't know God, if you don't even believe in God, just try him. Just speak to him. Say, God, reveal who you are to me. I don't believe that there's a God, but give me a sign. Please just pray. And yep. trust me, he won't disappoint you. I love it. That's a great place to close today's episode. Desiree, would you pray for our listeners, please? Father God, I love you. We love you, Father God. And Father God, I just pray for every listener who's listening today, who's going through something, domestic violence, drug, alcohol abuse, rape, incest, molestation, Father God. I pray that they will seek your face, Father God, that they will call on you, Father God, and they will know your love and your mercy and your saving grace, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, I call on you and I ask you to cover them with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, show up and show out as only you can do in all things, in all matters. You are the ever-present, omnipresent God, Father God, and we rely on you in all matters, Father God. Let them know that you can fix anything. You are the sovereign God and you can... You can handle anything. There's no problem that's too big for you to, to solve. For you are the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore, Father God. So we're coming to you, Father God, believing, Father God, that you wholeheartedly, Father God, will fix their situation, Father God, as long as they call on you and seek your name, Father God. Let them get counsel from you, Father God. Let anyone that's causing the hardships and the hurt and the pain in their lives, Father God, remove them, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, I'm asking you right now to rain down your Holy Spirit, Father God, Father God, in their lives right now, Father God. We're calling on you, Father God, because we know that you will come and you will answer. For you say, wherever there are two or more gathered, Father God, so shall you be, Father God. So we know it that you're right here, right now in the midst, Father God, working on their behalf, Father God. Let them know, Father God, even if you have to just let the words G-O-D, Father God, flash in their heads, Father God, give them a sign that you are there, Father God, and clear these evil demonic um, spirits from out of their lives, Father mm -hmm. God. Never Send them back to the pits of hell, never to return in their lives, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, Father God, we, we believe wholeheartedly that you're answering this prayer right now, Father God. And we, we thank you in advance for answering this prayer. Yes. Let their spirits be filled Let with the Holy Spirit, Father God. Give Lord. them guidance. Give them the power of discernment. Give them the power of revelation, Father God. Yes. To see their way out of this, Father God. Bring the right context into their lives, Father God, so they can get out of this situation, Father God. Minister to them in Jesus Christ's mighty name. We thank you in advance for answering this prayer right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you. Amen. We hope you enjoyed Ashley's interview. Thank you so much for listening to the Break Free Podcast. Remember, this is the place where we show up, tell the truth, and do the work so that we can live God's best for our lives. Until next time.